Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For the cheese heads who want it fresh and the ones who think Lambeau is a cathedral, this is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. The point is that the Packers can still make the playoffs. If the Packers were, like, fully out of the playoffs, now I'd be like, yeah. there's. No, I mean, just finish out the season, YOLO, maybe lose out, get a better draft pick. But that's not where we're at. This young team, especially this young offense, and our quarterback could have a chance to go experience a playoff scenario. On a the wild road. Card you know, it's going to be on the road, yeah. Yeah, that is invaluable. And they just need their defense to step up for them. Yeah. I mean, we saw it against the Giants, right? They're averaging like 13 points a game. The Panthers, 29th point, like they're 29th in the league, averaging 15 points a game. And you gave up 30. It just, it doesn't make any sense. And we talk about like the definition of insanity. And we've said it on this show for like the past three years. Like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And mm. I don't care if like, okay, Joe Barry played a little bit more man. Like that's, it It doesn't matter to me at this point because mm-hmm. it's so far gone that even if he like all of a sudden came out and was like, I'm going to actually rush four, I'd be like too late. Like, you know what I mean? Like it just, what can you do now at this point? It's not like he's going to win his job back in two games. Yeah. My other thought process is, it gives other coaches two weeks to call up Brian, have some conversations, know that the Packers DC job is open for business. You get a jump start on figuring out who you want next. Yeah. Which is something that I think they historically haven't had, which again is a good thing. I'm not going to complain about, but when you're making late playoff pushes, but know you're going to switch coordinators, you're behind the eight ball already, mm-hmm. right? Because all of the teams who miss the playoffs, who fire their coaches, they're already in. They're interviewing. They're ahead of you. So you have a chance now to say, like, you are kind of, you can be in a good position where you're waving the flag saying, hey, you can come interview here. It's open. <laughs> We're actually going to give maybe a guy in the building an opportunity. We're going to galvanize our guys, see if we can make the playoffs. If we can't, Everyone knows we're open for business and we get to interview and figure out who we want next. I just don't see why this wouldn't be what they do. And also accountability. Yeah. We do not stand for this level of play. This is not up to our Green Bay Packers standards. Yeah. And I think that's the hardest part is, Week after week, you get Matt LaFleur up at the podium and he says things like, it's on me if, you know, the offense needs to not go three and out as much and I need to call a better game. And like, you appreciate the accountability from a head coach. That's what you want from a head coach. He shouldn't be like placing blame, but it's so detrimental to your defensive players when you hear things like, you know, it's it's like the, the finger gets pointed at everybody but the person that the finger should be pointed at. 
And I think that's where you lose the locker room. And we talked about it. You saw, you know, we don't have to talk about Devondre Campbell's tweet and those kinds of things. He said he wasn't going to talk about it in this presser, but like players start to have frustration and there's no way to really vent that out in, you know, the most productive channels. But this is something that's been a culture thing for the Packers defense for a long time. It's like Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith going to Mike Patton and saying, hey, can we blitz a little more? Like, what the hell? Like, why are we playing so soft? And then Mike Patton makes a change. I don't know if those conversations are happening. If like Jair is going into Joe Barry's office and saying, Joe, what the hell? Like, we don't know any of that. But the fact that it repeatedly happens with defensive coordinators means that you need like an entire overhaul of that that coaching staff, that side of the ball. And I think you need a new kind of culture. We've seen the same kind yeah. of hires the last couple of years. It's it's time for a change. And the longer they put it off, just the, the worse it looks for the entire front office and for Matt and for, you know, Mark Murphy and for Brian Gutekunst and everybody at 1265. Yeah. And you've, you've turned the page on offense. You did all the right things. You ripped off the Band-Aid. You made the hard decisions on mm-hmm. offense. The hardest one you could have made. Exactly. So I don't know why this one that shouldn't be that hard is seemingly like becoming the hardest one to make. Full rebuild mode should be full rebuild mode. Don't waste this beautiful rebuild that you've done on offense that is going so swimmingly well on a defense that is 30th in DVOA because Jordan Love is he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to carry terrible, abysmal defenses to NFC championship games. And he shouldn't have to. Yeah. And I mean, I think part of it too, is just, you look at the way that everything is going with the Packers very clearly are trying to invest in the defensive side of the ball. Still. It's like, they keep making these home run swings, especially in the first round with players. It's like, they think the players are going to get them over the hump. And I know the argument is like players, not plays, but when your players can't play in the scheme that they're being given, it kind of goes back to what we talked about with Brian Gutekunst. And it's like, I like to draft press man corners who are very physical. And Joe Barry's like, well, I don't like to do that. I'm going to play them in soft off coverage. And you're like, okay, well then maybe we should have drafted some guys that are better at zone. So like, there's just such a disconnect. And with all of the investments that have been made, for the last decade, I mean, this isn't a new conversation that we're having. When Lucas Van Ness was the pick, Twitter exploded and we were like, wow, I saw that coming. You know, mocked an edge rusher to the Packers for the entire month because it just was predictable. Something just, they have to change some aspect of their culture at some point. And if you're going to keep yeah. drafting the same types of players, then you have to start running a scheme that's going to actually fit the players that you're drafting. Otherwise, yeah. you're going to have to blow up the whole thing. And LVM is starting to look really good. Like, he's starting to look really comfortable rushing the passer. But, you know, in this game, I'm looking at the team stats. And, and again, like, you're playing the worst team in the league. They have already fired their head coach. They would have the first pick in the draft if they hadn't traded it away. They had more total yards, right, 394. They had more passing yards than you, 298. You held them to 96 on the ground. Okay. You still almost let the Panthers run 100 yards on you with Chuba Hubbard. 6.3 yards per play. 26 first downs. 26 first downs. 6 for 13 on third down efficiency. 1 for 2 on fourth down efficiency. And that one fourth down, I mean, my God, you just like let him walk it. 
let him walk in. <laughs> Tied on total plays, 63. Three punts, and they won time of possession by three minutes. A better football team will beat you oh, if God, you yeah. let them do that to you. So once again, I don't know how you don't hold your coordinator accountable when they continuously, week after week, put up these numbers. And again, I'm not like, I think a lot of people in the comments are like, well, you never hold the players accountable. I will always hold the players accountable when I see them doing things poorly. But this game, they were running the scheme. But they looked like they just did not want to be out there. And I, quite frankly, don't blame them. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was like that weird thing that LaFleur said a couple of years ago. Like, wake up with your piss hot. Like, you had to, like, bring the energy and the juice to these games. And the defense just... I mean, it just wasn't happening. And it's like you said, it's hard. It's like when you have a bad manager or a bad boss at work and you love your job, but it's so hard to come to work every day because you don't value the person that you're working for and they just expect more and more out of you. And you all of a sudden like lose your love for the job that you really enjoyed because of the person above you. And you hate to see that because there's good players that are going to you know, everybody talking about like, oh, Jair's not going to play in Green Bay. Well, then that's a problem. Like, whatever happened, if that's truly because you kept your DC too long, then shame on you. Because when he was healthy, he was an all-pro corner. And if he now doesn't want to play because of the culture, that's not a Jair problem. That's an organizational problem. 